My name is Jeremy Devins, and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, and this is episode number 86, a gentle hatha yoga practice for immune system health. So today's episode is brought to you by the Quiet Mind Yoga Teacher Training, which is opening on 9919. And if you're listening to this after that, it'll be open in the spring and fall each year after that. So this is where you learn everything I have to offer about yoga, from uh, the immune system to hatha yoga to gentle yoga, vinyasa, how it all fits together, the history, philosophy, pranayama, everything that goes into yoga, I'm putting it all into this course. And it's all online, self-paced, and there's weekly modules, weekly Q&As, community, everything that you could want in a yoga teacher training. I've been through several of them. I've been a teacher in several of them. And I've put it all together into this online training based on all the things I've learned over the years. So if you're interested in checking it out, go to quietmind.yoga slash YTT and you can join the waiting list if there is not a page up there, depending on when you're listening to it. There will be a waiting list there. And that is going to open on 9919 if you want to check it out. Today we'll be focusing on the immune system. So you might not have any immune system issues, maybe you do have some issues. Either way, it's always good to focus on working with the prana, the energy, the life force, the vitality in the body. All the old yoga texts, in my own experience, and modern science is catching up with this, that prana, life force, energy, vitality, the flow of energy in the body is really the biggest effector on the nervous system. So the digestion has a huge effect on the nervous system and how we digest is largely affected by how we're breathing and the pace that we eat and the pace that we move energy through the body, how much we eat. So we can take in prana from the breath. That's mostly what we do in yoga practice. We can take it in from food and that's a huge effect on the immune system as well. We can take it in from the sunlight, whether we're getting sunlight or not. Right, so prana is not just breath. Though some people might think it's it is breath, it's it's breath is a carrier for prana. Food is a carrier for prana, and uh, sunlight, all these other things are carriers for prana. And things can take prana away. Like sometimes watching TV shows for a long period of time or eating bad foods excessively, these all can sort of take prana from the body and leave us feeling depleted. So when we do yoga practices like this, where we focus on the breath and the body. And in general, any yoga practice, we're going to get this effect, but in today is going to be a little more focused on that. But the main thing I want you to take away here is that if you're ever wanting to work with your immune system, the first place that I would look and the old yoga text would say to look, and I would suggest you try for yourself, is the prana, the energy, and taking a little bit slower, smoother breaths. Noticing when your breath becomes like shorter and shallow and more in the chest, and that's going to start to stimulate the sympathetic nervous system the fight or flight mode just by the way you breathe just by the way that you manage the prana that's coming in and out of the body so if you take a little bit or slower deeper breaths down into the lower belly that's going to affect the parasympathetic nervous system the rest digest heal mode where the body can do its healing work and the immune system can keep up with whatever is coming at the system whatever is coming into the body so you can process it and not get sidelined with sickness or even possibly injuries. All right, so I hope this is helpful perspective for you. Really, all disease starts with the flow of prana. And all disease prevention starts with managing the flow of prana. This is why pranayama is so important to yoga practice and so important to health and so important to what we're going to do today. 
All right, so if you're enjoying your practice, leave a review at the end. Go on to the Apple Podcast, leave a review, share this with a friend, and enjoy your practice today. And let's start with our strap. So grab the strap, come down to your back. And you could have um, your blanket under the neck if you want a little support for the head. And we'll start with the knees coming in towards the body to rock a little bit side to side on the back, just massaging the back here. Just have the strap within arm's reach. Back to center and uh, bring the strap to the ball of the right foot. Have the right leg extend up towards the ceiling with the strap. And left knee can be bent, foot on the floor, or left leg straightens out to the floor. Hold and breathe here. So we'll start with some slower stretches for the hamstrings. So work a little bit with uh, strengthening the immune system and the working to move the lymph through the lymphatic system to support uh, the, the immune system. And also to help uh, allergies potentially. It's always allergy season in Austin. It's just something different every month, every couple months. But yoga actually has a lot to teach us about the immune system and our overall health. One of the main things to know is the agni, the digestive fire, we want to keep strong. And we'll do that with a breathing practice later in the practice. And we want to be able to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest mode, which we'll do here is by taking slower, deeper breaths, holding these stretches longer to slowly release tension from the connective tissue, from the muscles, letting the breath slow down. Now keep everything the same, just internally rotate your right leg. So your toes end up turning in like 5 to 10 to 15 degrees. You'll feel a slightly different stretch on the back of the leg. So we're stretching all three of the hamstrings with these different movements. And by having the leg upside down like this, we're helping to move the lymph through the lymphatic system, which is you can think of it kind of like the garbage man is going through your body, picking up waste byproducts and moving them to digest and process. And it doesn't have a pump, like our heart pumps the blood, but the lymph only moves by uh, putting our body in different positions. Externally rotate the leg, so your right toes turn out from the center.
and then back to center. Take the strap into your right hand. Rest your left hand on your left hip as you open the right leg out to the right, any amount. If your left hip comes off the floor, you've gone too far and you might start to pull on your low back and cause back pain. So you wanna make sure the left hip stays close to the ground so we don't cause back pain here. slowly come back to center. Take the strap into your left hand and go just a little bit across the midline. It's not all the way to a twist here. Just uh, maybe 15, 30 degrees towards the ground. And you'll feel a stretch in the outer right leg in the IT band. In the TFL, the abductors, this outer hip area. And this also is, can, can be great for relieving tension around the knee. Because one of the things the IT band does is uh, sort of pull on the leg to uh, help us straighten the knee when we straighten the knee. And if it gets tight, it's constantly pulling on the knee. So as we release that tension here, we release that tension on the knee as well. Now, if you want to go further into more of a twist, you can do that, moving your leg closer towards the ground. back up to the center and slowly release the right leg down. Before you switch sides, just notice left and right. Just notice if your right leg feels a little longer, a little lower to the ground, a little more relaxed. And then we'll come into the other side. So strap to the left arch of the foot, the left foot. And starting with the first position with the leg just vertical. As you stay here for a while, you become more sensitive to the energy moving in the body, the different fluids and systems in the body. You might even feel uh, that sort of draining quality of the lymphatic system. It might feel like a cool or a tingly sensation moving down the left leg. And of course, the circulation decreases a little bit here, which is good for the circulatory system to change that at times and do different uh, shapes of the body. So you might feel that as well. Could be like a cool sensation. And 
and keep everything the same just internally rotate the left leg toes turn slightly in holding and breathing here And then turn, externally rotate the legs to turn the toes slightly out from the center. Rotate back to center and strap into the left hand. Right hand rests on the right hip as you slowly open the left leg out to the left. And make sure your right hip stays close to the ground. No pulling on the low back. slowly back to the center strap to the right hand and bring the leg across the midline just a little bit until you feel that stretch in the outer left hip left leg all the way towards the ground if you want to go further into a twist. And back up to the center and slowly release the leg down. Notice left and right. Maybe left leg feels a little longer, lower, a little more relaxed. And let's start to come up to sitting to hands and knees. And have your blanket under the knees. And 
Now start to make any movements that feel good for you here, forward, back, side to side, all directions through the shoulders, the neck, the hips. And come back to the center to move the hands off the mat to the sides, onto the wood floor. And move left to right into the shoulders. Moving one shoulder towards the ground as you go side to side. If, you feel, if it feels good on one spot, you can hold and breathe there. Otherwise, just keep moving here. Loosening up shoulders, releasing tension in the pecs, the deltoids, the front of the shoulders. And we'll come back to the center. Keep the hands wider apart and move the shoulder blades apart, chin towards the chest, and then shoulder blades together. Similar to cat-cow, but we're focusing mostly on the upper back and the shoulder blades protracting and retracting. So we can create tension and we can release tension whenever we need to in the upper back. And then let the shoulder blades move together and reach the arms forward, lower the forehead down towards the ground. Hips stay over the knees and maybe lower one elbow or both elbows or keep both arms straight. So in child's pose, the hips go back towards the heels, but in this one, the hips stay over the knees. So it helps us extend the spine and open the chest and shoulders more. start to thread the left arm underneath, left shoulder towards the ground. Right arm could stay extended or bend the elbow and press into the hand. Actively reach through the left fingertips like you're trying to reach for something to expand that space under the left shoulder blade. Breathe into that space in the upper back. want a little bit more here you could extend your right leg back and press into the right foot and then we'll slowly start to come back to center to the other side same thing breath like a sense of touch that can move into the space under the right shoulder blade. When you fully bring your awareness to the 
right shoulder blades. It's almost like an electrical current you might feel. So move your awareness there. The mind-muscle connection strengthens. The neural pathways strengthen. And again, we're more able to relax and release the muscles when we want to. And we'll come back to center, downward facing dog, easing into down dog. You could bend one knee at a time. You could shift weight side to side. You could stay still. Now in down dog, we'll all bend the right knee and turn your left foot down like warrior two. So left foot's down like a 45 degree angle. And press into your hands, press your hips up and back. You can slightly lean to the left or right, getting into this outer hip IT band abductor area, releasing tension through the outer hips. And then we'll switch. So now back to down dog and bend the left knee. Right foot turns down about a 45 degree angle, pressing into the right heel, pressing up into the hip, and maybe sway a little bit to the left or right, depending on what feels good there. And back to down dog. Look between the hands, walk forward to a forward fold. And you can have the knees bent. Any variation of this, let your head hang down. You can hold opposite elbows. The bend in the knees, slowly roll up the spine to stand. Head comes up last. And then grab your blocks and we'll put the two blocks at the front of the mat at the highest height. So here, uh, standing again at the front of the mat. We'll have the feet hips width apart and hands come together at the heart as you bend the knees into chair pose. Let the hips sink back and down. You can always have hands on thighs here, hands at heart or arms extend, any version of this. Notice the spine. We don't want too much rounding here or too much arching in the back. Somewhere in the middle, navel's engaged, the spine's lengthening. And then we'll all bring the hands to the blocks and bend one knee at a time. You can sway a little bit in the hips, shifting weight side to side. And then we'll all bend the left knee, keep that one bent. Shift your weight uh, back towards your right sit bone a little bit, stretching more into the outer right leg. Now stay here or we'll add a little open twist to this. So your left hand stays on the block. Right hand comes to the low back, turning the ribs. Maybe you extend the right arm from there. If you're feeling more open, you can move the block and bring the hand to the floor. 
slowly release, hand down, other side, bend the right knee, left leg straightens, shift your weight towards the left sit bone, left heel, and then open left ribs, left arm into the twist. Long spine and rotating spine. And slowly release the arm back down, folding over both legs one more time. Use your hands on the blocks to inhale and extend the spine. And your exhale to fold over the legs. With the bend in the knees, come back to the chair pose, either hands on the thighs or hands at the heart. A little bit of a lift in the center of the chest, lengthen the spine, navel draws in. Shift your weight back towards the heels of the feet a little bit. And then come all the way up to stand and reach the arms, catch your left wrist for a side bend which might be just straight to the side laterally or a little rotation down or up. And you can keep the arms just like that or do any other variation, maybe lowering the right arm and reaching the left, whatever feels good on the side and the ribs. And then we'll come back up to center to the other side Add a little rotation to this or variation of the arms, whatever feels good here. And back up to the center to bend the elbow, shoulders down the back. And interlace the hands behind the back. So your elbows might need to bend here, but if you can, start to straighten the arms and move the, the hands away from the tail. And the heart reaches forward and up, long spine. You might stay right there, or if you want a little more, you can start to fold at the waist with the arms coming overhead towards the ground. No need to push the arms, just allowing the arms to open. Gravity slowly doing the work for you to release tension in the shoulders. And then release the arms down and back to chair pose one more time, bending the knees. Any variation of this with the arms, navel and strong legs, strong core. And then back up to stand to reach the arms Briefly to the side bend to your right, picking up where you left off, any variation of that. And then back to center to the other side. And then back to center to bend the elbow, shoulders down the back, interlace the hands with the non-dominant grip, so the other hands on top. Same thing, reach the arms back, lift the heart and start to fold at the waist, the arms coming overhead.
And slowly release the hands down. And one more time for the outer hips, just bending the knees one at a time. Slowly releasing tension in the outer legs. And then we'll bend the left knee and keep that. Shift the weight towards the right heel. Left hand stays down as you open twist. Hand to the low back or arm towards the ceiling. You can look up at the ceiling or down to the floor. And switch. Right hand down. Right knee bends. Left arm opens. And then release the hand down. And then bending the knees and roll all the way up to stand. So here, if you know locust pose, that similar kind of action here, the arms reaching back, heart lifting, strong back, strong legs. Shift your weight into your right foot and let your left foot just touch the floor behind you. So we're going to do a little balance here. So if you want to use a wall, you can use a wall. But... Uh, starting here with the left foot just touching the floor and as soon as you lift it off the floor you're engaging everything you need to balance the glutes the legs it's all there so if you stay right there or start to hinge more at the waist eventually towards parallel to the floor for warrior three any amount in that direction strong back so try turning this yeah there you go Focus your gaze at a single spot, last little bit here, strong back, and then slowly come back to standing. Shift the weight into the left foot, strong back like the locust pose, so you're a little bit of a lift in the heart, engagement of the shoulders, uh, upper back, and then let your right foot touch the floor behind you. And you can even feel with your right hand, as soon as you lift that leg, the glutes engage, the quads engage, everything's active. And you could stay right there, and that's plenty. But if you want a little more challenge, you start to hinge at the waist more towards parallel to the floor. Slowly back to stand. Now we'll do the same thing with the outer hips. So come to the well, feet all have your all ten toes pointing in the same direction, and then your left foot steps back like warrior two. So your toes are turning out from the center, and we'll come into half moon pose. All right, so the front knee bends a little bit, and same kind of thing. We shift the weight forward. You can have your left hand on the left hip for reference here as you slowly lift the leg. As soon as you lift that leg off the ground, everything's working, and then you can start to eventually be parallel to the floor, your left leg lifting. Right hand can come to a block, or you can lean to the wall to find your balance here. Focus the gaze at a single point, steady breath. Really good. And then we'll come back down to stand. And then same thing to the other side. So now all ten toes pointing forward, right foot steps back, kind of like warrior two. Bend the front knee towards the middle toes. 
and slowly lift the back leg any amount. Eventually left hand could come to a block or the floor. Right leg lifting towards parallel to the floor. You can have your left hand a little bit like a kickstand, a little bit behind you. You can kind of lean into it, it counterweights the right leg. Nice. And your right arm could extend up if you want towards the ceiling. Nice. Eventually less weight in the left hand. Awesome. Back to standing. Coming out the way you came in. Good. And we'll come back to that sort of locust shape with strong back, strong legs. And shift into shift your weight to your right foot. And then turn your left toes, left knee out to the left. Now here, hands on waist, and this is tree pose. You can stay right here. You can lift the foot so the foot's on the calf, your left foot on the right calf. Anywhere but the knee, you can put that foot higher up the leg to the thigh, just not right on the knee. So you don't want to put pressure there. And then you focus your gaze at a single point. And hands can stay at the waist, or hands come to the heart, or arms extend up into a V shape. Focus the gaze at a single point. Steady breath. slowly release down right and so even in that tree pose there's a little bit of that locust shape again the strong back it's a little bit of a lift in the heart rather than a rounding so that helps us stay stable the spinal erector muscles help us stay stable there so shift your weight into your left foot and let your right toes turn out to the right and again you can bring the foot to the calf or the thigh Hands can stay at the waist, the heart, or arms extend. We didn't just do this side, did we? Okay. Slowly release back down. All right, so we're basically balancing in all directions here. So the last one would just be to have hands on waist and have your left toes point forward. And then start to lift the leg any amount. As you can feel, the higher you go, the more the quads engage, more balance required. And just notice if you start to lean back, try to stay vertical on the spine, navel drawing in, to help strengthen the core and the back. And then slowly lower back down to the other side, right toes point forward. Again, as soon as you're off the ground, it's already plenty, but if you want to add on, start to lift the leg any amount, keeping the spine vertical. And slowly release. 
Alright, so then we'll grab our blocks and we'll come into a wide-legged forward fold. So you can all just face towards this side of the room. So all ten toes on, uh, pointing straight ahead, feet on the mat. And then hands can be on the blocks under the shoulders at the highest height. This helps us give some, get some extension in the spine. You could stay right there or start to fold at the waist any amount, any arm variation you want. Both feet on the ground, finding a sense of stability, balance, solidity here in the wide-legged forward fold after all the balancing stuff. If your hands can easily touch the floor, you can do that. You can have the arms reach back, whatever feels good here. You can stay still, you could add movements. And then we'll start to bring the hands back under the shoulders. And keep your legs the same. Just walk your hands to the floor or, or on the blocks towards your uh, right foot. This helps to stretch the front of the shin, top of the foot. And then walk your hands towards your left foot. Back to center, one last time. Inhale, extend the spine. And exhale, fold at the waist. Head moves towards the ground, aiming amount, Letting gravity do a lot of the work of releasing the spine. And we'll come back to the center, hands on blocks under the shoulders. Left hand stays on the block. Right hand comes to your low back, turning the ribs to your right. Really, you're stretching the adductors, the inner hips, but the same kind of rotation like we did earlier. And then we'll switch. Left hand down. Long spine rotating towards the ceiling. And back to center. Turn towards the front of the mat and step forward to the forward fold. Move the blocks and step back to downward facing dog. Stay in down dog or to a child's pose with knees apart, hips to heels. And 
And you can make this more active if you want, pressing into the hands to drive your hips back. Or more passive, just letting the arms relax. So you can just let your hips go all the way back, untuck your toes, knees apart. There you go. up to the hands and knees for pigeon pose. So the right knee moves towards the right edge of the mat and the hips square to the ground as you scoot the left leg back. Now you could stay upright like this or for any reason you want to come down to your back like Dixie's doing. You can come down to your back, right ankle over left thigh. If you're in that first version, start to come down to elbows out, hands under the head, resting, releasing tension in the shoulders. And you could try and see how it feels to have your knee come out a little more this way. Mm -hmm. And hips more square to the ground, so lean a little bit to your left, yeah. And then down like you just were. Just a little bit over here. And then elbow out to the side. And stack the hands, rest the head there. Better or worse, same? Uh, better. Okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you can always adjust it back if you want to. start to come back up to the other side. So if you're on your back, just switch legs. If you're in the first version, take your time to transition.
and start to come back up to sitting eventually. And you could have a, a blanket kind of rolled up under your tail or a bolster under your tail. So you have a little uh, elevation in the hips, it's good for the knees. Legs can be cross-legged or one ankle in front of the other. And we'll do that breathing practice I mentioned at the beginning. It's called Kapalabhati breathing or shining skull breath. It, uh, we create a little uh, pump sort of at the belly where we actively exhale and pull the belly in and passively inhale with the relaxed passive inhale. Um, and Katie, you don't have to pull the belly in, obviously. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, but you can still do the breathing. It's just sort of like a... The exhale is more active. Uh, and the breathing in this way has, uh, sort of stimulates the nervous system, stimulates the digestion, and the agni, the digestive fire, which the closest thing we have in Western uh, science is metabolism. But it's really more like uh, the, the internal fire, the thing that digests, the thing that has us feel focused and sharp and clear mentally and physically strong and our digestion strong and our immune system strong. So this breath can help stimulate all of that. And again, it's an active exhale where you pull the belly in and a passive inhale. Uh, and it looks like this. I'll demonstrate just a few rounds. All right, so the inhale is not like panting. It's a, it's a, it's a passive inhale, which you know, at first it might be a little confusing. If it is, just go slower. So it would be... Yeah, it's fine. Because uh, really, the, the way the oxygen works is we create space for it. We don't actually suck air in, even though it seems like that's what's happening. We're actually just creating space in the lungs, and uh, the pressure differential is filling that space with oxygen. So if we just kind of stay relaxed and just forcefully exhale and create space for the inhale, it'll naturally we'll create this rhythm. All right, so let's take a deep breath in together. Exhale through the mouth. We'll inhale to begin. Now continue at your own pace. Might be a little faster or slower. Eyes can be closed or resting on a spot. We'll go about a minute longer just like this. If you start to feel high or dizzy, just slow down, you can rest.
Inhale. Exhale through the mouth. And just pause and notice the effects. Notice how you feel. You might feel, uh, I felt a little increase in hunger. because <laughs> It stimulates the agni, the digestive fire. It's ready to burn and cook things. I feel a little sharper mentally, a little more focused. And we'll go into our last few uh, stretches here. So from here, spring the feet together, knees are apart, and bound angle pose. So you can stay sitting up. You can start to fold at the waist. If this is a little tight, you could put blocks under the knees or scoot your feet forward if you want. Any amount here, opening inner hips, but also folding in any amount. The forward folds can be a little calming and soothing to the nervous system after the elevating, energizing effect of the Kapalabhati breathing. Slowly back up. And then come down to your back. And have the knees come in. Rock a little bit side to side on the back. Hug the knees in with the hands. Let the knees fall to your right. Simple twist. You can keep the knees stacked or cross the legs. Arms out into a T or a goalpost. And turn the head away from the knees. Slowly back to center to the other side, simple twist. Any variation of it that you want. Just a little bit of compression of the internal organs also can help support immune system and the internal fire, the agni. And a little compression is just grounding at the end of a practice. And then back to center, to Shavasana. If there's any last movements you want to do before Shavasana, do that. Always listen to your body and trust yourself. And when you're ready, just start to set up for our last pose.
we'll start to slowly transition, moving the hands and feet, arms and legs. Eventually coming over to one side and then back up to sitting when you're ready. Close the practice with the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.